0: What are you, what are you drinking, Chris? It better not be a fucking. Se- oh. <laughs> Bill, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you
1: asked. Oh does, does that seat have a back to it? Because I'm, I'm about to blow your tits off, right, Bill. It's <laughs> it's a hard seltzer. Wow, this you don't one? even like them? Ooh. Oh, I hate them. I hate. They're terrible. They're the worst. I don't know why people drink these things. This one, Bill. It's made by Golden Road, and it is, <laughs> wait for it, wait for it, it is a strawberry pineapple seltzer.
0: it sounds good. That sounds like a really great, I'm glad it's like, that.
1: It's like a seltzer that you'd give your kids, you know, like your, uh, like a five-year-old, but only it has <sighs> booze in it. Bill, I hear you're tugging away at a, a drink there. What are, what are you drinking today?
0: Chris, I am drinking. There is a rum called Ray and Nephew, and there's a popular drink called Ray and Ting. I don't have Ting, but I do have a Pop and soda. Pop and is, of course, it means grapefruit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of uh, I I am. Dr- hey, I got my start nine. You did. Yeah, you got, you got. You know,
1: mine's still in the mail. I think I'm getting it any day now, either today or tomorrow. I'm hmm. getting mine. Have
0: have, have you I set ordered, it up? I ordered a fucking second one because those guys know be you old, did the old like uh, I know they were did. like, "Oh, we're running out of the first 100." And so yeah. I was like, "Well, I need two. Oh, oh. oh Bill, did, did, I, I think I think somebody's
1: at the door. Let, oh, let me go there? get it. Let me go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Bill. Hey. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's Matt Hill and the gang
0: from Start hey. Nine. What is, hey. <laughs> what? It's the, I can't believe the coincidence. Oh yeah, we're just God. talking about Start Nine, you guys. Bill
1: just got his uh, embassy. That's awesome. Have you Are set you? it up yet?
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it was pretty difficult to set up. I had to <laughs> plug it in, I had to get an app. I think those are all the steps. So yeah, I set it up and now I'm yeah, synced it. That's
2: It's so hard, man. Yeah, hold I on, hold on, hold on. Those guys over at Start90 need to fix
0: that. I am 94% synced on my Bitcoin Core app, which is running on, on, my, uh, on my embassy. So let's take two steps back. I recently, yeah. How, how? Why are we all here? So I got the bitcoins and I got the wallets, right? I'm, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm like, you know, what? I should be running my own node because why the fuck not? You know, I like gadgets, I like digits, but I don't know how to command line, and I, and I don't I don't know how to do any of that. So I'm looking at um, Nautil, uh Casa, I don't think they're they're making those anymore, but that that kind of stuff. And I hop on to one of the Telegram loops that I'm sure there's probably some overlap in there, and I don't know who you guys are paying, but I'm pretty sure it was in the Bitcoin Magazine or Bitcoin um, 2021 conference loop. I just pinged out there, go, hey, guys, you know, are there any other kind of plug-and-play style nodes out there besides uh, Nautil? And Christian from Bitcoin Magazine was like, start nine. Dan Held, immediately after, was like, fuck yeah, that thing's freedom in a box. And there was a third person I forget, I ordered it. I literally ordered it right, I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Beep bop boot, but just, I've never seen, I mean, th- it was three heavy hitters that that immediately were like, oh yeah, you need the start nine. And, and then yeah. they said it was freedom in a box. And I I was late to the party here because Bill sends me the link. He's like,
1: I just bought this, you buy it. But I didn't have the context that Dan Held, Christian, or any of these guys had promoted. So the person promoting it to me was Bill. And, you know, half the time he's full of shit. So I I waited. So I think, you know, my punishment for waiting here and not knowing that uh, Dan Held and these guys were were, uh, all up in it, I don't think I'm getting an etched one. That's that's, oh. I think, Yeah, I think you are getting two. You're getting number one hundred and one. Yeah. yeah, I think. Well, I, think I don't so. know. So. Have you ordered it already? I, I have. Yes. Fetched. Yeah. 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 Oh, it is. Okay. Great. Oh. Okay, fantastic. All right. Yes. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't awesome.
3: sold our next uh, iteration of the of the hardware yet.
1: Okay. Awesome. So, so
3: first, yeah. first hundred are out the door, and we're we're out. The next one will be unveiled in a few days.
0: Oh, what's going to suck is where I'm like, oh, that one looks cooler.
3: No. <laughs> Well, so look. put it this way. It's not that it looks cooler or less cool. It's different. It's more efficient on ours. Um, it manages to eat a little bit better. But yours will work great for a very uh, long, long time. And uh, they're, they're the inaugural edition of the Alpha product. They're collectors. Yeah. Item.
0: We're going to try to make <laughs> them. Anyway. We are on the cutting edge. So, yeah. you know, we like uh, the premise for the show. So you guys all know, we literally have nine friends, noobs, normies, um, some real idiots in the group. So we'd like to keep Morals. the conversation real high level, real light. So I thought just a, a softball would be like, can you guys walk through the activation paths for Taproot and sort of explain the pros and cons of each one and how you feel about them? Yeah, I'm just kidding. BIP-8
2: and BIP-9 are just, probably not saying. the best ways to
4: go about it. <laughs> <laughs> Serious normies you got in your group. <laughs>
3: I did not catch that I was like we can definitely answer that (laughs) um, because you have the whole team like that's part of why we're all founders here is because we compliment each other like I couldn't answer that
0: question but I know Keegan can I'm amazed that I can even ask it
1: (laughs) yeah I mean Clearly, Bill and I are you know polished journalists here. You know we're we're uh, we're some of the smartest minds in the uh, crypto space here. You know, this is not going to be a fluff piece, right? Right. We're, we're, we're going to have some hard hitting <laughs> well, you know gotcha. It's you a hard hitting gotcha,
0: gotcha interview here. So. You well, you had an experience kind of question for Matt.
1: Yeah, you know I think to start things off, you know, kind of a, 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 a softball question was you know. Um, You know, before starting, uh, you know, starting start nine, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about, you know, some your role and some of the influential moments you had as a GM of the bagel store and how that kind of transfers over (laughs) to, to start nine. Personal servers and bagels are the same thing. (laughs) This is amazing.
3: (laughs) In that, in that you want to produce uh, a product that is Uh, beautiful, easy to consume, gets the customer coming back. You want to provide that product with, you know, a very high degree of customer support. You want to build it in the most efficient way possible using uh, a recipe inputs, right? Here we we're ordering, you know, various parts from around the world and assembling them together and shipping them out the door. And in the same way, baking is the same thing. So I grew up in a wholesale bagel bakery. My dad was a baker. I grew up covered in flour, rolling bread and bagels, and uh, learned the value of uh, you know, product development, customer service, and uh, profit margins.
0: I can't believe I, you had an answer to that.
1: I, 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 that was <laughs> so great. I gave a silly, what I thought was kind of a silly question, and you literally nailed just it. answered it. Yeah, you nailed it. That was great. That was amazing.
3: Business, business is business, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, physical manufacturing and logistics industries are different than software development. Um, but at the end of the day, business is business. And, you know, between the four of us, we we have all the bases covered. I personally have been in four four different industries, uh, like entirely different sectors of the economy in my startup career.
1: To dip in, like for, you know, because a lot of our listeners, the noobs, don't really know Start9 or anything. So kind of just to start off for those who don't know, you know, what what is the embassy? What is that unit, you know? What are it's you? Bagel. you I thought that was clear. It's, it's, a a bagel. Bagel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's actually a bagel <laughs> derivative. Um, um,
3: all right. So because the whole team is here, I want to sort of demonstrate the, the versatility of what we're all bringing to the table. Uh, this is not a happenstance partnership. It is a very balanced, like everybody here is wildly gifted in very different ways. So you want the bird's eye pitch. I'll do that one. That's half my job. Um, so freedom in a box was fine. We'll take it. Uh, I assume that your listeners will want to know a little bit more than that as to you know how freedom is produced from a box. Um, so let's see. Non-technical audience. Uh, okay. Google is reading your emails. The Internet is centralized. All communications and data are stored on third-party servers of four, primarily four companies. This is Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon. Um, which means every text message, every photo you share and save is stored on a third-party server. By being stored on a third-party server, it is subject to the investigation of bots uh, who are reading your data in an anonymized way and selling it to advertisers such that you can be targeted. It is subject to the uh, investigation of anyone with sufficient authority to request it, no warrant necessary. Uh, Aaron has actually been doing quite a bit of research recently on the Fourth Amendment and how... It is going to affect us as we grow as a company. But uh, as it stands right now, any data that you have stored on Google Drive does not require a warrant for anyone to go in there and investigate it. Um,
2: Wait, is that true? That is true. That's correct. So we actually learned that one from uh, Peter van Valkenburg over at Coin Center. Um, It turns out that if you custody information or data with a third party, there is no requirement for a warrant. Your fourth amendment rights do not apply.
3: Right.
2: So, you know- and
4: wow.
3: that's, it, that's all of the data that we've got at this point It's yeah. stored in that way. That's everything. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and it's not just about big brother, right? This is, this is just about privacy. I mean, privacy is important for a variety of reasons and we effectively do not have it in the digital realm. It is impossible for two people to communicate in any way, shape or form at a distance Without that information being subject to a middleman uh, and have no rights uh, whatsoever. So, uh, what we have done is we have developed. Um, you know, we haven't invented necessarily any like uh, you know radical new uh, cryptography or anything like that. We have simply uh, assembled existing technologies um, that software developers could have done, even as recently as you know a few years ago, even ten years ago, maybe could have with, you know, uh, a lot of expertise and a lot of time and patience and meticulous uh, action achieved a degree of sovereignty and privacy on the internet. But it would have taken enormous amount of technical expertise, time and energy, and potentially even money. And so what we are doing is we have discovered a way to package up the digital self-sovereignty privacy uh, on the internet as a one button experience, right? That's our kind of, that's our sales pitch. Uh, we accomplish that through the embassy. It, hardware is necessary. So we sell a hardware device. You plug it into the wall. That hardware device can run a variety of services. We're calling them services now instead of apps because apps are things that you push on your phone. It's confusing to people when they hear the word app uh, in this context because what they really are background services. So you install services on your embassy and then you can use those services from your uh, computer or a mobile device over Tor. So, you know, my mobile device is talking to my embassy. My embassy is talking to your embassy. Your embassy is talking to your mobile device. And every chain of that is uh, encrypted and onion routed such that it is as though you and I are talking face to face, you know, in in a Faraday cage in a basement in the middle of nowhere. Um, But it's actually from anywhere to anywhere in the world.
0: So you guys aren't, you're not hardware sellers. The hardware is just like you, uh, um, it's a requirement. You are ease-of-use sellers.
2: Yeah, so, so we are selling a product that absolutely could exist uh, today you know, by anyone else, right? We're not printing circuit boards, but uh, we are creating an end-to-end product that can be used by just about anyone, right? That was one of the key things that we were after when we had started this thing. Uh, in fact, the the way that all of this started was that we tried to get a lightning note up one, an afternoon and about an hour and a half into it, we were actually like, how the fuck is anyone in the world supposed to do this if it <laughs> takes us this much time? Uh, and so we set out to basically go solve that problem at scale and then try to figure out how to monetize it uh, so that we could keep the... the uh, but if we can keep the money rolling in, then we can keep pouring effort into making this better. Um, and it, we discussed a bunch of business models about how we might do this. Because, you know, as uh, as you said, that you could just grab a Raspberry Pi and, and make one of these yourself if you had the software. But the only ways that we could figure out how to make money in this economy were, or in in, in this uh, sort of paradigm, were number one to sell hardware, or number two to short tether and go back to baking bagels.
1: Um, so that, we, we ended up opting for number one. This is less about, you're, you're less targeting from an audience standpoint, um, just the deep crypt, crypto world, the people that are already involved, and in, you are much more, this is, this is a broader appeal sort of thing, right? You, oh, yeah. Your mission is really to connect, you know, John Q public, right? And get them, get them involved in, in, in sovereignty, really, of information, right? Um, yeah. and their own there, data, there, which, is, go, which is really cool. I'd go so
4: far to say is it's really exciting to me personally the potential for this product um, being sold internationally to those countries that have very, very large surveillance problems right. um, getting these yeah. things into the hands of not only the crypto enthusiasts in the States or the everyday Joe in the States, but the everyday Joe in Hong Kong or
2: Iran or something right. like that. Or, you know, California at this point.
0: <laughs> Aaron, do you have any? So, so first of all, you know, it took me a second. I mean, it took me one second to figure out that it's not a crypto project. There's a crypto thing I can do with it. However, the project on, on the whole is not uh, crypto.
5: I mean, when, so it might not be crypto in the sense of cryptocurrency, but there is cryptography baked into sure. the very core of this yeah. project.
0: Sure. Uh, well said. So, in our loop, I'm thinking of um, Blaze. And, right, he, it, can, can you guys explain to Blaze, normal guy, who's going to say, um, they can go ahead and look at my files on Google Plus or whatever. It's, it's cool. Like, I, I don't know Plus why it really matters. Anymore, but okay. uh, Google Wave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? It, what, what's, the, what's the elevator pitch of, like, why a normal? Because from ease of use, that's a no-brainer. Like, I could give this to my dad, and the shit just works like that. But it's sort of the, hey, dad, here's why you probably want to have one of these things in your house.
4: Yeah. Um, Well, I can definitely say something. I'm sure everybody's got a lot to say about this because we're all here for this reason. Um, I think one thing you can look at very quickly and point to very quickly are some of the major uh, sort of events that have taken place that have taken advantage of the centralized nature of how data is being stored. Um, so some things I have in mind are the major, uh, the Equifax and other data breaches of the last decade. Um, we're also talking about in the last election, sort of the ability for um, sort of the election results to be swayed by um, that data that's being sold out of Facebook and, and other providers. Um, those kinds of things are, anybody I talk to are like, oh, that's bad. Like, that's really bad. Why, like, I don't want that to happen. And I think the main issue is just there's been no alternative. Uh, You have to live your life in a way that makes you vulnerable to those kinds of major centralized attacks, Um, whether it's by a hacker or whether it's by a political sort of entity or force. Um, So even in the states where we are lucky enough to benefit from uh, a great deal more privacy than many countries around the world, um, the potential to lose that privacy, and we've already seen that happen over the last especially 10, 20 years, um, is very real for us.
2: Well, and consider this too, right? Uh, You have this problem where currently people are being canceled, so to speak, for shit they said like 10 years ago, right? So you may say something that's fine today, uh, but maybe times will change both culturally or uh, even as far as legally, what is and is not allowed. And all of a sudden, things that you thought were okay, things that you used to be okay with people knowing, are things that you're no longer okay with them knowing, uh, and in the existing system, you don't really have a lot of recourse on that. Let me let
3: me address the business angle here though too. Because I think that's what you were getting at, which is that, you know, both Aaron and Keegan right there were, were saying, Here's here's our pitch. Here's how we tell your friend Blaze, Blaze, is it? Nice.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's his real name. <laughs>
3: Good. Uh great name. Um, here's how we here's how we, you know, sell him on this idea. And um, you know. To get, I think what you, were, what you were really getting at there is that we're actually not, like, we're going to have an education angle. We're going to have a, of course, anytime there's a Twitter breach, we're going to be like, hey, we told you, this is why this stuff is dangerous. And in time, more and more people will come on. But it is not necessarily our mission today to sell to the people who don't get it. Because the people who do get it are growing in numbers and they're growing very rapidly. Right? We, it's, it's not the anarchists and the libertarian, one of the fascinating things that we discovered at our first and only conference because of the coronavirus stuff um, was that the people who took to our message, the fastest. And I mean, what I mean by that is pull their wallets out actually made a purchase um, were of the baby boomer generation, which was fascinating to us because they had no idea what a lot of this was from a technical perspective, but the, The phrase, Google is reading your emails, really, really resonated. And this, you know, we can, in a very clean and simple way, explain to them that we're basically cutting out the middleman,
5: the cloud. Also, it's also probably because they remember a time before Google was reading your emails.
0: Uh, What's so funny is there was a time where all the software you were running was on your, it was the same, it was on your physical device in your home. Yeah. Right. Yep. But then yeah. just because of convenience, we, we don't do that anymore. And before that you talk to people. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow it down. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I, I've been a loser my whole life. So there was <laughs> no talking to people. <laughs>
3: For thousands of years in private by nature. All right. And when you wanted to share something, you could do so, but the default was private and you know, we invented a lot of technology for the better, I would argue. I don't blame humanity for the current situation, uh, the current technological situation. Uh, it was massively beneficial to the world. Look at how connected the world is. Look at how much information is available. I have the, the, everything that's ever happened in history in the palm of my hands. It's unbelievable. But it did come at a yet unforeseen or yet unrealized cost. Uh, and that bill is starting to come due. That debt is starting to be repaid. And so the more that that comes true, the more we will just inherently be there waiting. And we're already seeing a huge demand in the marketplace. Um, we're still very, very relatively unknown. But the kind of energy that is behind our product is, is wildfire. People are excited about us once they realize what we're doing, once they realize the ease of use and the potential. Because right now, to be honest, I mean, our service offering is pretty skinny, right? We have three services... Uh, Bitcoin cups and Bitwarden and even cups is kind of a sandboxing that we play with. It's not really going to, you know, we don't intend for cups to be like a major messaging platform in the future. Maybe it will be, but that's not really the plan.
4: Matt, uh, what, what is cups? What is that for blaze? I don't know what blaze knows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> blaze doesn't know anything. Although he, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a, uh, he sells electricity. So he knows a lot about uh, energy prices. Yeah. Cool. Why don't we
3: have Aiden explain cups?
0: Cause he designed the backend protocol.
3: Uh, Aaron actually oh, yeah. built most of the front end. So, Aaron, you, uh, Aiden, you want to explain what Cups is?
5: Yeah, I mean, Cups is basically the the most minimal idea of what a messaging app could be. <laughs> um, but with the with the base design feature that everything is totally, completely private and anonymous. So um, you you it's it's like a text messaging app, right? Yeah. Um, where there is no central server involved. Your phone talks to your server, which talks to their server, which talks to their phone, and that's it. All of it is routed over Tor, all of it is encrypted, which means that literally no one can know what you're saying or who you're talking to, or that you're talking to anybody. right? And uh, yeah, it's just the most most bare-bones messaging protocol uh, necessary to do that, which is important because like the simpler it is, the more secure it is, the more. Take something like signal, right. Or telegram, these end to end
3: encrypted messaging apps. Like even, I think iMessage even touts end to end encryption. Um, there's two real dangers here. One is that there are laws currently being proposed uh, cares act, earn it act um, that are proposing to require service providers of privacy and encryption like Apple or signal or telegram to require by law to build in back doors to the encryption, such that if they get subpoena for data, they have to be able to provide it. So the encryption is really just to protect you against, you know, nobody at that point. Like you know, the at key, least end to end
2: encryption, right?
3: Yeah. Like, it, you know, maybe from some outside onlooker, if someone got into their servers and couldn't find the encryption key, then they wouldn't be able to read the messages. But, ultimately backdoors are coming uh, i think that's been demonstrated it's not guaranteed but it's likely at this point that at some point in the future secondly is you are trusting the competence of that service provider right if signal servers go down uh, you go down you're also trusting the benevolence meaning that even though they can't read what you're saying like say like they're being honest totally honest and the end-to-end encryption is real and you know the people at signal cannot see what you're saying to your friend they still know that you are talking to this person right yeah. so from a forensics point of view that in itself can be damning right oh, yeah. you know who's friends of friends and who's talking as,
5: as soon as that person becomes marked as a terrorist is right. that yeah, exactly. means that you're in trouble
0: right well, why will why will cups not like if i'm running cups and could they make that illegal no. So, I, mean, I mean, they can. They, they can, can certainly make it illegal was. to run cups, yeah. but they can't
5: stop you in a central way. It's just very, very difficult to enforce, right? Like, you <laughs> installed cups on your server, and now that it's there, we can't uninstall it. We can't do anything about it. Um, they would have, like, the, the police oh, right. would have to come to your guys. house and smash out. your right. server with a hammer in order to stop you from running cups. Well, and not move. only that,
2: they wouldn't even be able to tell that you, Billy, or you, Kelp. Uh, Bill, Chris, or Chris, <laughs> uh, please. That uh, you guys were running cups. Please. They they wouldn't be able to do that, right? Uh, they would literally have to go door to door, ask, like you know, do like first of all, get a warrant because they can't just come into your house, right? Uh, you know, get like find find your embassy, you know, and look at what apps you were running in order to even tell, because the tour network will not make it possible at all to know. Who who as individuals is, are running what applications we're talking yeah. to?
3: Back up one second here and say that we've we've gone down this this little like railroad right now. We're talking about it in this extreme scenario. This is not the primary motivation of why we built Cups the way really that we built it. It wasn't just so like, hey, the government is going to subpoena Signal to get your message history, and that's why you should use Cups. This is a very far out there scenario for 99.999% of people, right? This is not, mm-hmm. like Signal is a very private and safe application to use for the vast majority of the population who the government has no interest in. So the purpose of building like this was not just like anti-state. It was the idea that privacy should be the default, period, right? In, in a just like humans, when, when I talk to you, it should just be us talking. And so what we did was we enabled that to happen. The fact that us talking now makes it very difficult for a government agency to spy on our conversation is actually it's sort of artifact of that. It's a consequence, but it wasn't really the motivation. The motivation was that humans are better in a private world, that we expect privacy, that we need privacy to explore and not worry about who's watching, that we need privacy to protect against the future where maybe you have a benevolent government now, right? But there's two regime changes and 20 years later, and suddenly things you said 20 years ago to your friend in private are now being held against you. So it's not like we're looking out at the current administration or any past administration and going, that's why we built it. We're,
1: ta- we're It's about preparation
3: for the future.
1: I just wanted to second or support, I should say, uh, some of the stuff that you're saying from, uh, you know, people caring about privacy, because, I you know, I think when you when you start to when you start to tell people about what is happening with their data, and we saw this with the whole, you know, Facebook, you know, any breach that they've had, Cambridge Analytica, all that sort of, when you start to inform people, they are very concerned about what is happening with you know, their data, what you know, what privacy actually looks like. Um, You know, and I forget who said it, but it was like, you know, there's no alternative like that. Okay, that that's one aspect of it. But I'd say the the other way of looking at it is the alternatives are there's a high bar to change to get off of a a Facebook, to get off of the the default messaging apps. Like you have to kind of go down to the down into this sort of tunneled rabbit hole world what I think is great about what you guys are doing is you're making it plug and play. Like it, this type of device, right? It is something that I feel like Bill could send to his dad who I, I don't think he knows how to still set up a VCR, but yet he would be able to do that, right? I mean, no, we and we still then-
0: argue about his, uh, he's got, a, he tells me he's got a, an, a, a, an Apple password <laughs> and, a, and an app password. I'm sure. like, it's only one fucking password, but he still argues with me.
1: <laughs> so now you can, now you can talk to people like that about privacy, about what's happening to their data, and then have a solution that's—it's an actual thing that they can—a the real solution, right? It's like it's, e- it
0: is—it's ridiculous how um, fast I set this thing up. It's Awesome. And, and and am I right? Is, is is the long the long game like just you're going to start providing more apps and other people or services, and other people can provide services and yeah. Yep. The, the long game is, I mean, there's been a,
4: you know, a very strong open source community that works on this kind of software and has been since open source started. And the long game is to unleash that force in such a
0: way that regular people can use all of that software. Because, uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a, I mean, I guess it's a Raspberry Pi. At the end of the Once you guys ship me the hardware, that, that's one part of the program. And then the second part is, Hey, if you want Here's a thing that we provide that you could click on and use, but arguably I could be putting whatever I want on there from whomever. And you're all yes. good with it in a sense like yeah. I mean, yeah,
5: we we have so we have an open solution very similar to like Android as well. So like even if we decide to not put things on our app store, you could always like have people build packages that you could run we don't even know about it, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah at
0: all. Like not even but There's
2: yeah. a there's a certain dimension to the way that uh c- computers work when you're dealing with like Apple products or Microsoft, especially in 2020 where it very much feels like you're renting the hardware, right? That it is something that like you, you kind of own it, but you don't completely own it. Cause at the end of the day, they control everything about it. Um, that's not, I mean, we have a materially different posture to that in that we actually don't have a way to know what apps you have installed. We don't know uh, what you're using it for, how often you use the apps that you're using. Uh, we can't make you upgrade your software. We can't make you install apps. We can't make you uninstall apps, right? Once that product is in your living room or wherever you keep it, uh, it is yours in a very real way that is not yes. typically replicated in other computers. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know that you turn it on.
0: No, there's no link to oh, start. Oh, I turned turn mine on. Sees me now. We know. All right. Cool. cool. (laughs)
4: Turned
3: on. There's no link. link It's yours. Yeah. It's like it's like an automobile. Yeah, or a hammer. We're selling you a piece of hardware, and it happens to be able to run services from the internet and connect to the internet and connect to people over the world. But we're not part of that loop as a company.
0: Yeah, I want to be respectful of everyone's time, and we can keep drinking after. Let's say, but I just, the <laughs> fact that the fact that we have all of you on this is absolutely ridiculous, and I, yeah. I don't want to keep people here for hours. I want to circle back to the Bitcoin node itself, um, which you know kind of zero in on that. So most of most of our listeners, there's nine of them. Um, most <laughs> what, of our listeners one are are you know, some of them own Bitcoin, some of them own shit coins, um, and, and whatever. And so the, 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 general next step is as you, as you keep going down that road is same as where I kind of got to is like, okay, well I have, I have my Bitcoin first and I'm doing it through a centralized, um, a custodial solution, right? Whatever, uh, Coinbase. Uh, then the next step is, I uh, start getting some hot wallets, um, whatever. And then I move to, to a cold wallet, um, And then at some point you're like, well, well, shit, I should run a node. But with Bitcoin specifically, why am I running a node?
2: The main reason is to keep Bitcoin honest, right? Uh, The whole reason that we have Bitcoin to begin with is, I mean, there are a few properties, right? Uh, But the main one is to make sure that no money is being printed. And that money isn't being spent by people who aren't authorized to spend it. But the only way to do that without that central authority is to have this like giant sort of network of nodes that are auditing the Fed, so to speak, twenty four seven. Right? Uh, the Fed has the Fed itself. The actual Federal Reserve hasn't been audited in several decades. Right? And Bitcoin's version sure of the Fed, fine. so to speak, the le- the ledger, right, is being audited. You know, literally 24-7, and it's only because people are running nodes. So that's one of the reasons. And then the second one is to validate the state of the truth. When there are no authorities, the only people that you can trust is yourself. Uh, and so if you don't run a node, you're inherently trusting those who do. And sometimes that's fine, but most people, uh, I think that they trust themselves more than they trust even their best friends.
0: So, so... um What? <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, so so I am in the process. Uh, Follow up question, one level deeper. The real reason I'm doing it is because I'm nerdy and it's fun. I have connected uh, the fully noted um, mobile app.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, mobile
0: app. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and and my next step is to sync up my cold card through the fully noted to my, my node, right? Why, why am I doing that? Because you're completely
3: sovereign at that point. Nobody can take your money. Nobody can stop you from receiving money. Nobody can stop you from spending money. And nobody can even know that you're spending money if you've managed UTXOs properly. So let me leave you with something too. So, you know, we're selling the embassy. Uh, This is a private server, um, generalized architecture and operating system capable of running a whole suite of services. Um, if you want to know where we're going, I like to drop this little line now. Um, our next hardware device, likely, not guaranteed, will be a security camera. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let that sink in for a second and then react. Okay. Oh. If, if, let's say you want to set up a home security system. You want to be able to monitor your home with a security camera, but you're terrified that all that footage is being uploaded to Nest and that it's always watching and that you, that you can never delete the video recordings. The next hardware device we sell, security camera, you plug it into the wall, you tap your phone to it or enter a product key similar to how you set up the embassy. That security camera will be able to discover your embassy without you having to configure hardly anything at all. And immediately be able to start saving video footage to the device that's in your living room, such that you can view it from your mobile app from anywhere in the world. Record it, delete it, replay it. So we can build home security systems in in theory in the future—not the super distant future, but the near future—that um, are totally private, and sovereign. So no more no more sort of monthly subscriptions to Nest and Google. Right. You can have a home security system that is self contained and private, right? So, and
0: Chris. Sorry, go ahead, Matt.
3: No, so I'm just saying we don't, we don't have due dates for this stuff. We don't have promises around exactly what's shipping when. But this is the potentiality of the technology, yeah. right? Yeah. It's that what we're building enables this type of world. And we will participate in that future to whatever extent we can.
0: Chris, I think we just comped it. It's a wrap! When you feel like school has sucked the wind out of your face
2: Remember that it's cool To use the wind that's in your
0: tail Fart, oh. fart, 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 fart Every fart is a work of art Don't know where to begin, don't know where to
1: start Farts will set you free It's that gas from your ass, it's that from
0: your boot. That hum from your bum, it's that loot in your shoe All that air from your own air, air Come on and set it free But this, this is our butt Let's go
1: fart. It's that gas from your ass. It's that tooth from your boot. It's that hum from your bum. It's that loot in your shoe. All that air from your old ear. Come on and let it rain. Good farts are liberty.